Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. So anyway, let's talk more about this fourth overall selection for the New Jersey Devils because like I told you guys, a lot of players can slip and slide in terms of where they're going to be selected in this year's NHL draft because there's something interesting about someone who's projected to go first overall because Quite honestly, guys, we don't really have a clear-cut uh, definitive answer of who could potentially be drafted number one because, you know, if we're comparing someone like Owen Power and Matthew Beniers, it's just like either one of them could go number one overall. There's no clear-cut uh, person to go number one. Uh, also, could Luke Hughes be drafted first overall? I don't know, but... Uh, we would need a backup uh, plan in case uh, one of those players are off the boards. We talked about Evanson a little bit. So why don't we talk about Brant Clark because I need to give him some more love in terms of maybe he could be selected by us. But like I told you guys, a lot of these players are ranging from either like 1 to 15. We have a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. It is currently 2.17 p.m. Eastern Time, June 3rd, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, it is a day after the NHL Draft Lottery and the official draft will take place next month on July 23rd. And the Devils with their first selection are going to have the fourth overall pick in this year's draft. So obviously, guys, if you missed the last episode, I basically talked about how happy I was with that overall selection process for the New Jersey Devils because I said, uh, worst case scenario uh, for our first selection, we could have fallen to like the fifth or the sixth pick. And then I said lucky case scenario, which is a new phrase I made up in terms of we would have needed a lot of luck to go our way. I said that the New Jersey Devils could have potentially got in the uh, first or the second overall pick. But obviously, they had about a 10% chance for each. And I said combine that math and you get about a 20% chance of getting that uh, first or second overall selection. But obviously, luck was not in our favor in that regards. And like I said, the NHL draft lottery was pretty anticlimactic. I think the only surprising thing was that the Kraken and the Ducks uh, swap positions. So the Kraken will get the second overall pick and the Ducks will get the third overall pick. But overall, I think it would have been surprising either way and a little disappointing of where the Seattle Kraken were going to end up. Because like I said, guys, 32nd uh, expansion team for the NHL. And obviously, it's just like, um, you know, I think any team would have been disappointed uh, if the Kraken were like selecting above them of their uh, projected position. So, for example, if the Devils had uh, the fifth overall pick and the Kraken got the fourth overall pick, I think we would all be a little angry about that. But, you know, it wasn't a matter of when, it was a matter of which team and who. So, you know, that, that that's uh, overall what happened in the draft if you missed it. So it was anticlimactic. But overall, guys, the fourth overall pick, like I said in the last episode, I think we should be very satisfied with that uh, selection because the New Jersey Devils 
they will have a lot of leeway in order to um, make their decision. And obviously, we talked about uh, some hypothetical situations of who the New Jersey Devils could draft and also uh, which teams are, you know, in the mindset of who they'll select first overall. Because like I told you guys, I've been seeing a lot of different mock drafts. And I basically told you guys that uh, NBC Sports had Jesper Walsid, uh, a goaltender, being selected third overall by the New Jersey Devils in one of their pre-lottery uh, draft mocks. So I said there is no way. So Walsid is a you know a great goaltender, but you know uh, we're, we're not selecting a goaltender with our first selection. It's just not going to happen. That's not what the New Jersey Devils need. And if they do do that, then someone needs to get fired. That's uh, my overall mindset about it. But obviously, um, you know, uh, I believe we're going to select a two-way defenseman because, like I told you guys, uh, you know, uh, Lindy Ruff is very big on two-way players, and obviously we need some more defensemen to look forward to. I think the fan favorite would obviously have to be Luke Hughes, but obviously if Luke Hughes is selected by the Seattle Kraken or the Anaheim Ducks and uh, we're unable to get him, there's obviously a few other, uh, you know, selections on the board, so we could get Evanson. Uh, you know, there's a good possibility because I told you guys in the last episode that uh, Sneaky Joe of Locked on Sabres said that he hopes that the Sabres do not select Owen Power with their first overall selection. And I told them, I hope you draft uh, Matt Beneers uh, with your first overall pick because that will definitely uh, shake things up into our favor. But obviously, guys, Matt Beneers and Owen Powers, both uh, teammates at the University of Michigan, I fully anticipate based on my mock draft, I think they will go 1-2. And then obviously, uh, that's going to leave some room for like maybe Edvinson or uh, Brant Clark to be selected by us. But overall, guys, I want to talk more about uh, Brant Clark. So uh, I've talked a lot about Luke Hughes. I've talked about Owen Power a little bit. And obviously, I hinted towards Simon Edvinson, uh, who's from Sweden, being selected by the New Jersey Devils. But there's one defender that I need to give more love and more credit because, if, like I told you guys, hypothetically, if uh, Luke Hughes is off the board for us to select, then there's still some more defenders that we can select from in order to make our team effective. Because I told you guys, like, we could still get Owen Power. You know, he could slip a few spots in the draft. Obviously, not very likely, but still, you know, he's not like a cut and dry first overall selection because like I told you guys, Matthew Beneers, he has potential to be selected first overall. Uh, then, you know, we talked about Simon Edvinson, who I've seen in a few mock drafts uh, projected to be selected second overall. And then obviously uh, Luke Hughes. Luke Hughes, uh, due to his uh, foot tendon that he had to get surgery for this season, he is ranging anywhere from number four to 14. So obviously, you know, that's another factor we need to take in. And then obviously Seattle Kraken, because they have all the leeway because they don't have a roster at all. So they don't know, um, you know, who they need to build around. They don't need... They don't uh, have, you know, that past uh, experience to see like, okay, who do we need uh, in terms of this position? How did we do in the playoffs? Or how did we miss the playoffs? Or are we rebuilding? Are we contending? Whatever the case might be. They can't go based on past season analytics. They actually have to go with like uh, what you would do in fantasy hockey, which is, I just have to play the draft and see how it goes and see how my uh, team performs around one another. So it's very possible that they could select uh, Jesper Walstead with their uh, first overall selection. But obviously, you know, I think that's a bit of a stretch. But, you know, NBC Sports is very, uh, you know, uh, headstrong about that Walstead could go uh, top three. And while I think he's a great goaltender and he'll definitely go top 10 or top 15, 
I don't think he'll go top five. But, you know, like I said, I don't really care what the other teams do. But obviously, you know, we need to talk more about Brant Clark and what he could potentially bring to our organization. How would I like it? Because, you know, guys, I, I do need to give him some more love. So does this name sound familiar? Well, uh, interesting fact, I've actually mentioned him on this show before. His brother, uh, Grammy Clark, actually plays for the Binghamton Devils. And uh, he actually played this past season. So for Binghamton, he appeared in 31 games. He had eight goals, 10 assists for a grand total of 18 points. And he spent 12 minutes in the penalty box. And uh, similar to his brother, Brant, uh, uh, Grammy is also a very gifted puck handler. And, you know, that's what uh, Brant Clark is basically uh, being uh, praised in this year's NHL draft, which is his ability to handle the puck, his ability to skate. And uh, we, we need to talk more about that in detail because, like I told you guys, if, hypothetically speaking, if we decide to go with, like, uh, someone like Brant Clark, then, you know what, the, then we still get a brother dynamic, albeit maybe not the brother dynamic we want, but still, we're going to get two players who are family uh, members with one another, so there's a chemistry right there. Now, obviously, uh, Grammy Clark has not played in the NHL, but still, guys, we get that uh, brotherly connection, and even though it's not, like, uh, the name product you want it could just be like the store version of it so obviously there's that and once we were to hypothetically sign him to his three-year entry-level deal he would most likely play with our AHL team which is now going to become the Utica Devils and his brother will be there as well so obviously you get that dynamic right there but um the one thing I want to talk about this year's draft guys and you know what when I'm talking about these different mock drafts when I'm talking about some surprising uh selections like I hinted towards the NBC's uh projected uh mock draft with uh the Devils selecting a goaltender with their first overall selection albeit you know like I said that Jesper Wallstead is a great goaltender but at the same time that's not what we need but you know, when I'm thinking about this draft, it's very different from years past because, guys, who's going to be the first overall selection? I'm hearing a lot of people say Matthew Beneers. I'm hearing a lot of people saying Owen Power. I'm hearing a lot of people saying that, you know, Luke Hughes could have been the first overall pick just a few weeks ago. So this draft is very different because there's no clear-cut uh, first overall selection. I know you guys are very big on Owen Power being the first overall selection, but obviously we, we, we don't have that. So obviously Lafreniere was by far going to be uh, the first overall selection in last year's NHL draft. And, you know, I talked to John Chick of Locked On Rangers around that time. I said, is there any possibility that the Rangers, you know, pass on him and go with the Los Angeles Kings second overall selection in Quinton Byfield? And he said he was 99.9% sure that Lafreniere was going to the New York Rangers. And then obviously, uh, if we want to talk about our respective first overall selections, let's talk about Nico Heizer and Jack Hughes. So obviously, they were the favorites to be the first overall selection. But this year's draft is just very interesting because we don't know who's going to be the first overall selection, quite honestly, because I'm seeing a lot of people saying uh, Matthew Beniers. I'm seeing a lot of people say Owen Powers. And like I said, I'm seeing a lot of people say Luke Hughes, wherever the case might be. Could be Brant Clark. I don't know what the case might be. This is very interesting, and there's so many X factors. So that's the one thing I want to hint towards, which is anything and everything is possible in this uh, draft's regards. But Obviously, I want to talk about Brant Clark and see what he specifically brings to the table. And obviously, Clark is a top five talent in this year's draft. So, you know, since we have the fourth overall selection, it's very possible that we could draft him if Luke Hughes is not available. So, 
Uh, he is uh, one of the best blue liners in a deep draft of the back end. So like I told you guys, Owen Power, Luke Hughes, Brant Clark, Simon Evanson. There's a lot of great defenders in this year's NHL draft. And it's going to be very deep. And quite honestly, guys, if uh, if we're selecting uh, four defenders in a row, so like if the Sabres select a defender, if uh, the Kraken select a defender, if the Anaheim Ducks select a defender, and the New Jersey Devils select a defender, uh, you know what? Quite honestly, I don't think I would be all that surprised, quite honestly, because everything and anything is possible in this year's NHL draft, especially when you don't have a clear-cut uh, favorite to be the first overall selection. But, you know, I, I think it's uh, leaning towards Owen Power's favor, but, you know, we'll see what happens. But first and foremost, guys, I think it's time for the first live read this morning before we continue and I give you guys a player profile on Brant Clark, and it comes from Chain Stores, aka RockAuto.com. So, Chain Stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto park consumers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts it makes no sense so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and the second live read comes from Wealthfront. This goes out to all of my investors out there. So everybody knows that investing can be very complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. Wealthfront is entrusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. So to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Again, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL to get started today. So let's get back on the topic of Brant Clark and what he could potentially bring to the table. So a lot of people and a lot of scouts, sources, whatever the case might be, they've been talking about his skating ability, saying it is very smooth and that overall that's what uh, separates him from a lot of players in the draft. Now, who was I talking about who has really good skating skills? Oh, that's right. I was talking about Luke Hughes. But, you know, uh, I guess Brant Clark, he also has some skills uh, with his skating ability. And he is a powerful uh, stride when he it comes to his skating ability. And he's able to effectively use crossovers to get to the top speed quickly. So everyone knows that he can maneuver through uh, traffic. He can bob and weave. And ultimately, similar to like what Luke Hughes is able to do, Brant Clark can also do that as well, which makes both of them top uh, five selections in this year's NHL draft. And uh, according to sources, he likes to jump into the rush and has a great motor to be able to get back as well. And uh, he's able to close gaps with his skating ability. And he is really uh, able to open up space for his teammates when given the time to do so. 
according to uh, my sources at the Hockey Writers. So, uh, with the puck on his stick, Clark is great at picking up speed through neutral zone and attacking the open lanes. And he is not afraid to drive to the net and is sometimes rewarded for his efforts. He is also a great passer. So, ultimately, guys, when I'm talking to my colleagues at the Hockey Writers and when I'm trying to find more information, it seems like a lot of these defenders have a lot of similarities when it comes to their abilities and what they can provide to a team. And ultimately, guys, that's what we need. So, you know, if we're not able to get Luke Hughes, then, then I think we should, if he's available, either go for Simon Edmondson or Brant Clark because overall, I think a lot of those uh, defenders who are on the board can provide a great spark of whatever we need because we know what Owen Power can do in terms of his points production. We know what Luke Hughes can do with his overall great game we know what uh simon evanson could do because you know we we basically compared him to owen power and said that while he's not as good as owen power he could still do some of the same things that owen power can do and that could either be a good thing or a bad thing and then obviously for brand clark we're uh currently talking about what he could bring to the table and how he can help our organization if he is drafted by us and the only difference between owen power luke hughes and simon evanson and Brand Clark is that Brand Clark is a right-handed defenseman. So realistically, you know, if he uh, is ready to come up to the NHL, then you know we can pair him with Ty Smith. We would have those two young um, defensemen on our line. So Ty Smith is a left-handed defenseman, and then you put uh, Brand Clark as a right-handed defenseman. And if both of them do relatively well, then look out, guys. I think uh, we have something special brewing in terms of our young defense uh, men. And honestly, I would be really excited to see that. That's something I would pay money for. But obviously, uh, both of them could uh, be a good two-way asset as well because we saw what Ty Smith was able to do in terms of his passing and his productivity. And obviously, it was a shame that he couldn't finish off the season. But um, another thing that Clark is being credited for is that he's a great quarterback on the power play opportunity from the back end. So ultimately, um, you know, that's something we need to improve upon as well, which is our power play, and we're looking to the future. So obviously we saw what Alexander Holtz was able to do within his first few games with the uh, Binghamton Devils, what he was able to contribute to on the power play very quickly. So, you know, we're looking to the future for our power play production. So, you know, Brant Clark, if he's able to just maneuver and just be that quarterback on the back end for our power play opportunities, then ultimately, guys, I think that is something that can really, um, you know, help us out with because, you know, not only that, he's good at walking the line. And, you know, like I told you, he's able to find open lanes, whether it's for his teammates or himself and get a shot off. So a lot of great two-way defensemen in this year's draft and like I said guys just having that quarterback on the power play because it looked like we were very passive on our power play opportunities this year hopefully that changes maybe we need an aggressive person to help lead the organization in terms of that uh, specialty team unit and you know it starts with great defense because like I told you guys the one thing that uh, really hurts P.K. Subban is that when he's taking all those shots at the point area and he's just looking for himself essentially you know it really makes for his shots to get blocked redirected and overall just hurt our team in terms of power play production that's why I said P.K. Subban he needs to find an open lane he needs to get deeper into the zone if he wants to uh, you know convert some of his shots to goals into scoring in that regard so 
ultimately, you know, when we're looking at these defensemen who can find the open lane, whether it's for his teammates or uh, for himself, then that can really help, especially on the defense side of things. Because I said uh, before the season started, which was if P.K. Subban is able to continue what he's doing in terms of his passing, because remember when I said this uh, in his first year with the New Jersey Devils, even though the stats didn't show it, I thought that P.K. Subban was actually a decent enough passer. And if he found the young wingers, and if he found people like Jack Hughes and Nico Heizer, then ultimately it could, you know, be very successful. So I said P.K. Subban need to continue to pass the puck in order to be effective. And he actually approved upon his passing numbers this season. But ultimately, guys, you know, if we're able to get a great passing defensive man in like, you know, Owen Power or Luke Hughes or uh, Brant Clark, you know, all three of those guys are really gifted passers. And that's how their points totals are super high. We saw what Ty Smith was able to do this year. It could be very effective in the long run. So, you know, ultimately, is it nice to have a two-way defenseman who can, you know, potentially score and find the open lanes? Yes, that's just a bonus. But ultimately, guys, I'm looking at their pass abilities. I'm looking what they're able to do uh, for our roster in terms of being that quarterback, in terms of just leading the way. And you know what? I think I'd much rather have a defenseman who's a really good passer and you know who can you know put up some great goals and scoring opportunities for himself on the side. So that's just a bonus in my opinion. So when we're talking about Luke Hughes, when we're talking about Brad Clark, when we're talking about Owen Power, those guys know how to, you know, pad their stats in terms of, you know, making the winning plays. Sometimes you need to make the winning play in order to be successful. And that's what these players are able to do in that regard. So, you know, we know he's going to bring intensity and we know like, you know, uh, he battles hard for every possession. So according to uh, my colleagues at the Hockey Writers, Clark is able to battle hard uh, in the corners for the puck and he makes good decisions under pressure in the defensive zone. And uh, overall, bigger opponents don't really phase him all that much. And he's a great uh, competitor into that regard. So that's something I need uh, from people like Clark, which is just the intensity and just the uh, no back down kind of uh, mentality that we need. Because overall, you know, uh, can he improve on his defensive game? Yes. But like I told you guys, like similar to Luke Hughes, these guys are young. You can develop that. So obviously there's a lot of things you need to clean up in terms of these young guys. No young guy has reached their peak quite yet. So it's just like, um, you know, we can develop that. We can grow that and nothing that more film won't do. Nothing more than, you know, mistakes won't do because obviously these guys are going to make mistakes. They're young, but ultimately guys, you know, uh, I need a guy who's able to just hold their ground in uh, the defensive zone. And also, you know, I'll see what he's able to do in our offensive zone as well when we're trying to you know uh, set up plays and trying to get scoring opportunities because like I told you guys what was the one thing that kind of killed us last year even though we approved upon it towards the end of the year it was uh, the giveaways we were turning the puck over a little too much and that's what ultimately killed us in some games and that's what something uh, we need to work on so if we're able to find someone who's able to handle the puck really well whether it be in the defensive zone or the offensive zone that can really uh, play dividends for us so ultimately if Clark develops uh you know I think he could be a really good defenseman similar to Ty Smith because that's what I'm comparing these players to I'm comparing them to Ty Smith now obviously Ty Smith was drafted a little 
uh, lower in his respective draft class in, in the mid-first round. And he was uh, regarded as one of the best defensemen in that year's draft. But ultimately, guys, I think uh, there's a lot more excitement in this year's NHL draft uh, in terms of the top few picks who are defensemen. But, you know, I'll give you guys my final verdict in a second. But first and foremost, it's time for the third and final live read this morning. And it comes from betonline.ag. So betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, no pun intended. And you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs including NBA, NHL, MLB, and all of your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are in full swing for their respective playoff runs, especially in the NHL and the NBA. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So overall for Brant Clark, I think he would be a great contribution to our organization. Obviously, his brother already plays in the Devils organization uh, for our AHL program. And a lot of people are just crediting that he has great skating ability, that uh, bigger opponents don't phase him. He's able to handle the puck really well. He's a gifted passer. And obviously, uh, someone's talking about that if there's an opportunity to join the rush, he does it. So if there isn't, he creates one and joins it anyway. So that's courtesy of Elite Prospects. So obviously, you know, we're seeing uh, just overall his overall impact for a respective team in terms of his aggression, his uh, capability of being smart and overall I think it's going to be very exciting to see what uh, Brant Clark could do at the NHL level and uh, courtesy of Elite Prospects as well it seems like the lowest that they have him ranked is at number eight by McKean's Hockey and it seems like the highest that they have him rated is at the number two position by various sources including uh, recruit scouting, draft prospects hockey, uh, the puck authority so and uh, the consolated ranking. So overall, uh, Ty Smith is uh, highest ranking, according to league prospects, is uh, number two. And then the lowest is at number eight position. So obviously, this year's draft could be very surprising. And if you guys need some reference as to what kind of stats he puts up uh, each game is that He's currently playing in the Slovakian League, and he has appeared in 26 games. He has five goals, 10 assists for a grand total of 15 points. Now, here's the thing. Here's the one downfall that I'm going to add, which is I think his aggression might get the better of him, and he needs to clean it up a little bit because I don't need another, like, hothead hooligan giving us penalty minutes because in 26 games played, he has spent 41 minutes in the penalty box. That needs to change. Like, I don't know if most of them are for majors or minors, whatever the case might be. But either way, 41 minutes in the penalty box in 26 games. You know, I hope he cleans that up just a touch bit more. But, you know, if you need more reference, when he was playing in the OHL League, he appeared in 57 games, had six goals, 32 assists, which is really impressive. So it really shows you that he really sees the open lanes well as a great passer. He had 38 points total and 38 minutes in the penalty box in 57 games. So I think he has potential to, like, clean it up just a little bit. But, you know, I'm just comparing his penalty minutes from uh, last season when he was playing in the OHL and this year while he's on loan playing for Slovakia, in which in 26 games he has 41 uh, minutes in the penalty box, and then in 57 games last year he has 38. So I think overall he just needs to clean it up just a little bit more. I think he's just getting a little too anxious, too excited. But obviously, you know, uh, going from the OHL to the Slovakian league, it can really be, I, I guess, a new change of pace, especially when he's trying to get accustomed to playing 
with uh, grown men and overall just like, you know, we all know how seriously overseas teams take their hockey. Uh, you know, we, we know that we're an American team, but obviously we're not really the front runners when it comes to hockey. There's a lot of um, other countries, including Canada, not including that, but, you know, still, you still know what I mean, that, you know, take their hockey very seriously. So overall, I think it's just an adjustment period for someone like Brant Clark. And overall, you know, if Luke Hughes is not available on the board and, you uh, you know, if it's between uh, Clark or Evanson, whatever the case might be, or even if Owen Power slips, then quite honestly, I wouldn't mind if they took Brad Clark because uh, overall, guys, uh, great passer. He knows uh, the open lanes. He's uh, very aggressive. He knows how to rush the net. He's uh, a great puck handler. So, you know, if, if you were a little skeptical about Brand Clark, hopefully this episode really helps you give you a different perspective of what he could potentially bring to an organization. So, uh, overall, for Brand Clark, I think it would be a great opportunity for him to come to New Jersey if given the opportunity. Like I told you guys, uh, the only uh, difference between uh, him and the other defenseman that I mentioned is that he's a right-handed defenseman. So, you know, uh, I told you guys that we have uh, a left-handed defenseman who's developing really well in Ty Smith. So, you know, we could pair him along with Ty Smith if he does relatively well. So, you know, that's something to look forward to. But um, yeah, that's about all the time I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this player profile on Brand Clark and what he could potentially do in this year's NHL draft and what he does to a team in general. Uh, let me know what you guys think on Locked On Devils Twitter page. Uh, hit me up, follow me. And if you enjoy my show, please leave a good review on Apple Podcasts and I will give you a shout out in the next episode. But anyway, continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. We're selecting fourth overall next July, so we better use it wisely. And don't worry, we're going to get back to some silly season discussion, including talking about maybe Seth Jones coming to the New Jersey Devils. We'll see what happens. But ultimately, uh, I'm hearing a lot of mixed reviews on that. But anyway, uh, go Devils. And I hope you guys are enjoying the NHL playoffs so far. And go to Bet Online to uh, make your bets. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.